Seems like this, I just gave that a sudden stop, if you will, the music, my non-copyrighted YouTube music. Jeez, I'm having a hard time getting comfortable here. It's uh, it's kind of weird, this weather we're getting. Uh, I got home from uh, work. Actually, I got home from the house, just still probably around five-ish or so. And it's actually kind of cool in here. It's been a sunny, beautiful day. And then... I ate something, then took a little nappy poo. And after my nappy poo, I noticed that it was actually sticky. The air is changing, and I'm looking outside, and it looks rather ominous out there, like there's a thunder shower coming in. Tomorrow is supposed to get up like, you know, humid, mid-90s, and it's going to drop back down again the next day. So I'm guessing we're in a, a series uh, we're in for a series of uh, uh, thunder showers over the next couple of days, along with uh, the humidity and breaks in humidity, if you will. RJ Keller in the live studio. Welcome. I'm going to talk about RJ Keller here in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, but beautiful day, especially uh, where I work on campus. Some of you who know me in real life or are, are friends with me on my personal uh, face thing page know that i work at a rather beautiful place just up on top of a hill beautiful rolling farmland and so today i'm walking uh just walking around on campus and uh one of the men that i work with he comes out of nowhere and says you know the only thing that would make this day more beautiful matt is if a beautiful woman was standing, a beautiful woman in a dress was standing in the pasture over there with her long hair just flowing in the breeze. And I stood in my tracks and paused, and I said, you know what? Your comment needs no elaboration. That would be the only thing that would make it more beautiful. And uh, so off and on from that point, I thought about that. Uh, a beautiful woman in a dress standing in the field with her long hair just blowing in the breeze. And it doesn't need any more elaboration than that. You don't have to meet her. All it is is just kind of a thought, and you can picture it. And it's a nice picture. So 
anyway, I figured I'd share that with you. It was that kind of day. Uh, no black flies either on campus. The wind was blowing just right. Uh, Saturday night show. I actually, I got uh, somebody, uh, Jeff, cousin Jeff. This is Chris Stout's cousin. He is friends with me on the face thing. And he messaged me this afternoon and said, uh, Matt, I don't see Saturday's uh, show posted yet, published yet. I, uh, uh, this past Saturday's. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't posted it yet. And there's a reason for that. Uh, the show on Saturday was an hour long, but uh, about 20 minutes in, uh, Lady Rebecca came into the chitty chat room and uh, uh, told us all that were listening that Father Brian, uh, her uh, significant other, who we know is the host of Planet ADHD and is often in this chat room, uh, was in the emergency room again, not doing well. So. At that point, I probably should have uh, maybe canceled the show or just stopped the show right there. But um, up until that point, I was being, you know, funny, obnoxious, borderline inappropriate. You know who I, you know how I can get on here and uh, laughing at myself, laughing at others. And at that, you know, after that uh, news uh, was announced, it was kind of hard to just keep laughing so i kept the show going for a little bit and typically i post the publisher show immediately after the live podcast sometimes i wait a few hours and i'll do it the next morning depending on how much energy i have but in this case i'm like you know what i'm gonna sit on this a little bit uh, just to make sure father brian is somewhat okay and he is a uh, Hey, they're just speaking to the devil and rounding third. Welcome, guys. Uh, Father Brian, glad to see you in here again. I was just talking about you. Yeah, it's your, and thank you for sharing the live show. Father Brian wouldn't want it any other way. Yuck it up. <laughs> yeah, that's true, rounding third. That's true. Yeah, but anyway, so I am going to publish a show. Father Brian did his, was back on the air last night with his regular podcast, didn't sound too great, but was able to do an hour-long show and all the power to you. I listened to it on the while well, I was on the road today, and uh, it seems like uh, he, like any Father Brian show, if he starts out a little kind of down as the show gets moving, he actually sounds better. And last night's show was uh, no exception, really. Uh, so, uh, you know, we do. Wish you well, Father Brian, and hopefully you're on the mend soon. And I'm going to give a clap for him. Clap for Father Brian. All right. But he was mentioning uh, one of his, the main problem, it appears, is uh, it's a really bad acid reflux. And it's like, I can relate, but I can't really. I'm holding up, but we'll be back in the hospital tomorrow. Oh, geez, I'm sorry father brian so so i think he's uh he went home he did uh, from what i understand uh he went home uh voluntary um mainly because this is a nice guy he is so he didn't take up a bed and he could rest at figuring he could rest at home as opposed to resting in the hospital but uh you know we do wish you the best uh, certainly but yeah, intense acid reflux, that's got to be bad. I have it. Uh, it's weird. I've had it for a good part of my adult life. 
uh, and I tried everything under the sun. I tried, you know, the antacid tablets. Uh, I tried, you know, the pills that you swallow. I tried vinegar. Someone said if you swallowed apple cider vinegar, it actually takes care of it. It doesn't. Ugh, God, I can still taste that. And other folks needed the bed more. Yeah, and, and hats off to you. Uh, I mean, and you're, I mean, if you're, you know, but at the same time, take care of yourself. It sounds like you are. If uh, you're going back in to the hospital, it sounds like you know uh, when you need to go in and need the help. So, uh, yeah, take care of yourself. And that's advice for all of us. It's just uh, we can get stubborn at times when it comes to our health, but uh, we do have to remember to take care of ourselves because we're important too. Uh, 2.4. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. And I'll get into that in a second, uh, Father Brian. Uh, eight a day, 2.40 milligrams of omeprazole, which is Prilosec, four others to coat the stomach, and two for swallowing. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, yeah, and what it ended up helping me was Prilosec, just over-the-counter 20 milligrams a day Prilosec, and it still works. Uh, then a few years ago, before I was in the hospital with pneumonia, um, somebody at a party said, you know, you don't want to take that stuff every day, Matt. It's, it causes stomach cancer. Don't you know that? Uh, don't you know that? And also it causes Alzheimer's, blah, blah, blah. you know, all this stuff that come to find out has no scientific basis and you know how i feel about such things as uh, rumors go around about what such and such does with no uh, back with no uh, backing and uh, people believe it but anyway i stopped taking it for a while tried to change my diet around i got pneumonia which was completely unrelated but when they were doing x-rays of my chest i had so much acid reflux you, it actually showed up on the x-ray and at that point, the doctor prescribed me Prilosec just because it's a heck of a lot. It was a easier to get, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper that way. And these pills are 40 milligrams, and they're cheaper. I take them. I don't have, have acid reflux when I take them. And um, so all the power to me. I can eat normal. And so if I have to take it and be comfortable every day of my life until one day, I find out that it causes uh, butt cancer or something, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to take it. I mean, there's trade-offs in life, but something tells me that uh, Prilosec doesn't call it cause butt cancer. That's just a guess there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I stopped a lot of shit that was causing my anxiety, which severely increased my stomach acid and gave me ulcers. Oh, that's too bad. Rounding third. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety will do that. Anxiety will do that. But it's fine now. That's good. I'll get butt cancer uh, checked as well. Yeah, you should, Father Brian. I'd get anytime you go in for a hospital visit, it's a good idea to make sure you don't have butt cancer. Um I ask that every time I go to the doctor or have a hospital visit, even if I'm just visiting in the hospital, I just, a doctor comes in, Hey, can you check and see if I have butt cancer? You know, it's just one of those things, things I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two or three fingers. No, I don't, they don't, I don't, you know, they don't always check that. That's how they check for prostate cancer. That's not always how they, uh, check for butt cancer and rj keller get screened for all cancers absolutely <clears throat> and i do and i do yep 
And I too. Yeah, you got to, especially, um, you know, as you get middle, well, I mean, at any age, really, uh, you should uh, get, you know, there's certain ages you hit that uh, you have to get certain things checked out. And it's not, I mean, I'm kind of making uh, light of it by saying I have my butt cancer checked, but, you know, it is a serious thing and I don't mean to make light of it. Um, I think it sometimes is just funny to laugh at real life and, uh, yeah yeah some of my numbers suggest cancer oh that's i'm so sorry father brian yeah yeah um and again uh wish the best uh of, of you it's just it's a serious thing and it's just it's hard to know what to really say in those situations and uh and rj keller totally helps to laugh at real life yeah and you have to you have to absolutely you don't want to laugh at others expense but you do have to laugh at the situation you're in sometimes because that's just what life is. Life is funny. I laugh at myself all the time. In fact, I invite others to laugh at me as well. Um, definitely. Definitely. Now, if I can figure out how, where the laughing sound effect is, uh, here we go. Yeah. Though so it came in at the wrong moment. Yeah. Yeah. Father Brian, I'm just overly acidic. Uh, <laughs> rounding thirds. Uh, talking about how he, well, I'm going to let that one lie. I mean, I'm going to let that one rest rounding third. I'm going to let that one rest right there. Let me get a sip of my sip of my fizzy water. Ah, there we go. Okay. Um, so, uh, today I got a funny story to tell about my son in the lawnmower. Uh, Monday nights I go to the ex-wife's house where my, uh, kids still live and my wife uh, goes out for a little bit and I make supper, chit chat with the kids. I do my zoom exercises, uh, uh, hang out with the dog, do all that stuff. So yesterday, my son, Miles, he starts mowing the lawn with the riding mower. I'm doing my zoom exercises and then all of a sudden he comes in and he's like, uh, Matt, because he doesn't call me dad, Matt. Um, that's another story. Uh, the belt on the lawnmower came off and I'm like, all right. So what happened was so much grass built up on the top of the riding lawnmower deck that the belt came off and I'm like, well, shit, a goddamn. So I don't know how to fix it. I'm not handy at all. I'm 50 years old. Okay, I have to watch YouTube videos for everything. That house is just a patch job of my really mediocre handiwork, and uh, I'm not proud of it. If I used to think that I could fix things, uh, and I would try fixing things, uh, knowing that uh, probably it was going to end in disaster, but I figured I'd try anyway. Luckily, he has some mechanical skill. So uh, anyway, I interrupt. Uh, he interrupts my exercise. I go out, and uh, after he troubleshoots a YouTube video on how to get the damn belt back on, so he thinks he gets the belt back on, uh, and he goes out mowing in again. And all of a sudden, you smell smoke everywhere. It's like like hot rubber, hot rubber smoke. Just that awful, awful smell. And so he stops, brings it in the garage, and I'm doing my exercises. And 
smell the rubber and i'm like whoa what the hell happened there he's it's like well i think we need a new belt well come to find out you don't really need a new belt for those things uh unless you really do something unless there's really something faulty so anyway we troubleshoot it uh during the day today it got late last night we didn't do it so i'm texting with him today as he's on the school bus and like all right well i'm gonna be there about a little after four we're gonna fix this damn thing and so interesting enough he's like oh yeah i didn't put the belt on this pulley thing here so i got about half the lawn mow done last night and a big discussion today about getting this damn belt back on anyway we get it back on he starts it up more works there's no smoke all right it's working then he stops leaves the lawnmower in the middle of the yard walks by me and he goes i'm gonna go look at a car in town he's looking to buy a car i'm like what are you talking about mow the lawn he's like it doesn't get dark until 8 30 mom said i could use her car i'm gonna go into town to look at a car for that's for sale and i'm like miles mow the lawn i mean we've been talking about this all day i'll do it when i get back so anyway after all that i wonder if i go by the house in the morning if that lawnmower is still going to be sitting in the yard and with half the lawn not being mowed but i don't know it's interesting interesting to see i don't know i don't know but i must say i was a teenager once and i probably would have done uh the same thing brown tail moth i don't know if you have brown tear if it is, I like this. Rounding third says, if it is, I'd yank his ass out of bed. Well, he'll already be out of bed because uh, he'll be waiting for the school bus. But what I should do, I'll, no, I, yeah, I'll keep him home from school so I can mow the lawn. Uh, what can I do? What can I do? I No, I think, I think what I'll do is I'll just give him extra praise if that lawn is mowed in the morning. Um, if not, i'll stop by rounding third said if not i'm not sure what i'll do uh if you guys have any ideas uh yeah rounding third is going to come by and kick his ass that's what rounding third's going to do <laughs> that'll get him to mow that lawn yes it will yeah guilt was my go-to yeah yeah okay uh milking feel guilty for doing that like uh, miles you know I used to think you were just a really good kid and good son and responsible, but you really disappointed me in not mowing that lawn. Wow. I'm just, yeah, I'm not angry. I'm just so disappointed. I mean, now I'm going to have to go to work uh, feeling like this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think that might work. I think that might work, uh, R.J. Keller. I think I might try that. A good idea. No, but we'll see. The brown tail moth, that stuff is all over the place again. Jeez. You know, if you don't, I don't know if you have that in Illinois, Father Brian. It's just these little tiny, uh, maybe shed a tear. I'll shed a tear. That'll get them going, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Ah, uh, yes, the old disappointed maneuver. Yeah, absolutely, I will do that. So anyway, brown tail moth are these caterpillars that if you come within like uh, a mile of these things, you break out in uh, a rash. And it, sometimes it's a god-awful rash. Luckily, I get it, but I don't get the god-awful rash that a lot of people get. So right now, I, like last summer, I get spots of it like here or there and uh, everywhere. And it's like, damn, you can't get rid of these things. It's uh, it, it's awful. It's awful. Uh, not here in Illinois. Thanks. Oh, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, the only, yeah, I, I don't know what to do about it, man. It's just like, it, it's just one of those things you have to accept. Typically with me, I'll get a rash for a little bit from it. And then I don't. I mean, some people are showing uh, pictures on the face thing of uh, like the the back of their necks and it's like this big big rash uh, from this brown tail moth but luckily I uh, went to this I buy this uh, soap this hand cut soap at the grocery store it's made of like uh, eucalyptus uh, avocado tea tree oil and it has poppy seeds in it so I, I scrub myself with that the poppy seeds you know oh my goodness you think you've tried soap before, but like these poppy seeds, like really get in, really dig at your skin. So if you have like uh, dry skin or itchy spots, oh my goodness. And then the tea tree oil is this natural kind of uh, uh, antiseptic. Is that the word I want to use? Anyway, it takes care of itchy things and it's a uh, good, good. I heard pot helps brown tail moth pot helps. Well, it, it, better than Dr. Squatch. <laughs> well, the thing is with Dr. Squatch, RJ Keller, is usually when you buy a bar of uh, Dr. Squatch, there's a hot woman that uh, comes along with it. So every time you take a shower, she's in there scrubbing up your uh, chest and uh, uh, telling you how good you smell. Uh, so that's the thing about Dr. Squatch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that good, uh, but Jesus, it's pretty darn close. Uh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Dr. Squatch, they send you a new soap every month. It's like a soap of the month club. I could be wrong about that, but you'd be building up. You'd be having a lot of soap after a while. I mean, does one bar of soap last a, a dude a month if you're the only one using it? Uh, maybe it does. Maybe it does. Uh, maybe you can get like a bunch of soap nubs after a while, melt them all into a pot and then have them harden. And it turns into this uh, kind of hybrid, this uh, one of what's the word I'm trying to use this just, well, it's like a do it yourself. soap made out of a bunch of Dr. Squatch nubs. Uh, I like that idea. Geez, maybe I'll get into the Dr. Squatch thing, especially if uh, the woman comes with it that uh, scrubs up my chest when I shower, telling me how good I smell. Uh, yeah, that might be something right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soap Nubs, another good name for a podcast or rock bed. Soap Nubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that were true, never use Dr. Squatch. I already got the hot one. And aha, uh -huh, that's sweet. That is so sweet, Father Brian. Good. I just hang a pine tree air fresher on my junk. <laughs> now my balls have a new car smell. <laughs> oh, that rounding third is just a knee slapper. He is. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, 
that's some funny stuff right there. Soap Nubs. Yes, that'd be a good name of the band. We're the Snope Nubs. Thank you for coming out. I love that. I love that. Okay. All right. So we got the brown tail moth going on. That's good. Uh, I got another uh, sponsorship uh, plug here that I'll talk about. This one's uh, wicked good. Not only is it wicked good, it's wicked awesome. Uh, it's called, well, let me tell you the backstory first. Uh, anyway. Uh, so I play, you know, middle-aged divorce guys. If you're a middle-aged divorce guy, there's a prerequisite. There's a prerequisite. Oh, my God, I can't talk. Prerequisite to being a divorce middle-aged guy. You have to join or form a rock cover band. Okay? It's required. So if you're uh, late 40s, 50, uh, and you get divorced, you have to join a cover band or, or form a, a cover band. Uh, and uh, so anyway, I'm in this cover band and we've been practicing some. And so we practiced about oh a month or so ago and I'm having fun. We practice on Sunday afternoons for like four hours. I'm having a lot of fun. So I'm in this guy, my, my friend Sean's garage and, uh, you know, it's it's just we're grooving, we're having fun. You know, I'm singing, slapping the bass, and you know, my name is Mud. My name is Mud. No, we don't play that song. We should though. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're we're grooving, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, "Holy shit, we're playing really freaking loud here, really, really loud," and. Uh, so we get done and i walk outside uh get in my car and my ears are just freaking ringing ringing if uh that's what we don't pronounce our ing ing's in maine we just we cut off the g so my ears were ringing and now i used to teach health uh back in the day and one of the things I taught my students uh, was about the importance of ear protection around loud noises. Anytime you have that ringing of your ears after you've been in a loud situation, that means you have experienced hearing loss that you'll never get back. If you were, if you had a big boulder outside your house, and every once in a while, actually every day, you went out with a rock, uh, some sort of chisel hammer, and you chiseled a section of that rock every day. After many, 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 many years, that rock would be non-existent. That big boulder would be non-existent. That is like our hearing. Every time we get that ringing in our ears, another chiseled piece of boulder breaks off. So that's what happened there. I had the ringing in my ears. Probably a good chunk of that boulder got chipped. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, I got to do something about this. I can't be playing in a rock band at 50 years old, playing loud music and, you know, damaging my hearing. Uh, so and then I'm like, all right, I got to do something. Then a couple nights later, uh, Miles and I were hanging out. Molly was at a friend's or uh, something. So. 
we get pizza and uh and it, yes every time you get that ringing angel gets its wings too yes shout out to it's a wonderful life rock on rounding third rock on man rock on and uh so uh, yeah miles and i are hanging out a couple nights later we're like hey let's watch a movie get pizza all right all right well We'll do this. Uh, so we decided to watch that. It's a newer movie called Sound of Metal. If you haven't seen it, uh, I'll give you the premise. I won't. I mean, there's the yeah, I mean, maybe you've seen the trailer, but it's about a drummer in this uh, really loud rock outfit, rock duo. And all of a sudden, one day he wakes up and he's deaf. Can't hear a damn thing. And I'm like, Wow. I do not want that to happen to me. You know, I don't want to be that divorced middle-aged guy playing in a cover rock band that all of a sudden just wakes up one day and can't hear. I don't want that to happen to me. So like, all right. So I get onto amazon.com and geez, I mentioned Amazon way too much here. I'm like, there's gotta be some sort of uh, blockage earbud thing that you can buy that will not completely block out the music but will allow just enough in and i found something and they're called ear o's kind of like cheerios but eros uh but they're so they're like the they're these earbuds that have holes in them and uh yeah anyway they're advertised that they let enough music in but they block enough of the noise out so you're you're going to protect your ears uh to a degree uh, to a degree, to a large degree, I would say. Then I read some of the reviews of this thing, and the people that gave it negative reviews obviously did not read what they were buying. They're like, uh, I, I bought these for earplugs at night so I could block out sound and sleep better, and they don't work worth shit. I can still hear the neighbors through the wall, and... I, I could still hear like uh, like people talking outside on the sidewalk. And I mean, I, did you read what these are supposed to do? They're for musicians or people in that go to nightclubs that listen to that techno stuff going. You know, and, you know, you want to listen to the music, but you don't want to damage your ears. Yeah. Did I ever tell you uh, you are my hero? Oh, rounding third. That is so sweet and a good pun. That wow, that's like the pun of the night right there, man. Let's hear it up. I got we got to clap for that. If I can find a way to get up to my clapper, there we go. Whoops, that was a beat. Let's, there it is. Okay, that's the pun of the night so far for rounding third. Good job, rounding third. All right. So anyway, I buy these Eros, and we had band practice a couple weeks ago, and they work. They work. The only problem is, is uh, when you're in between songs and one of the other guys is trying to talk to you, they do have to speak up a little bit. So Sean's trying to talk to me, Matt, Matt, what was the chord progression? And I'm going, huh? that's a pet peeve of mine. When people can't hear me and they go, huh? my dad wonders why i get so upset with uh, him when he can't hear me and he'll go 
I mean, where did that come from anyway? Just say what? Can you repeat or just can you repeat that? Pardon me? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. But instead, we go, <laughs> rounding third. Great. Now I'm deaf from that beep. Oh, you mean this beep here? Did you hear that? If you can hear that, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of an annoying sign. Why would you just have a beep? You know, it's like going up to the elevator. Second floor, ladies' lingerie, sporting goods. <laughs> it came from a middle-aged man in a rock band. That beep is a loud ass when you edit. As loud as when you edit. Oh, is that beep really loud? Oh, okay. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, I don't edit, and I mentioned before, I never listen back to these shows. I mean, I could completely suck here. That beep could have been loud and taken out your hearing for forever and if i if it did i apologize i apologize yeah so i'll never ever press on that beep again I'll, i promise i promise i won't yeah yeah so beeping sounds no longer <laughs> too late now you dank <laughs> hey now if you could hear me say that i know you can hear so we're good to go uh and the pod apps have auto limiters. Oh, no, nah, the pod apps have auto limiters. Yeah, yeah. It's just in Reaper. Gotcha, gotcha. Taking a sip of my fizzy water again. Uh, so they asked on the Twitter today, uh, Podbean. No, I don't know if this is Podbean that asked this or not. Podbean, Podbean's pretty cool on Twitter, actually. I'll give this. This could have been Pod Nation or something else. What's your drink of choice during your podcast? And I said, seltzer water. And I should have said fizzy water, but I said, as I call it on here. Um, and uh, sometimes I add cranberry juice to my uh, seltzer water. Yeah. Rounding third said bourbon, uh, fizzy water. Uh, you lose your god stop gob stopper wicked yeah yeah i may i may everlasting gob stopper yeah uh father, uh father brian knows a lot about audio and stuff and uh yeah that's good because he just types some stuff in the room that uh i don't uh, uh recognize so all the power to you beware the lumpa He's wicked smart. Yeah, Father Brian's wicked smart. Absolutely. We love that, Father Brian. So anyway, if you're a middle-aged musician playing divorce, if you're a middle-aged divorce guy who's now playing in a rock and roll cover band, I highly recommend Eros. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So uh, R.J. Keller, if she's still in the house, uh, R.J. Keller is going to be a guest on the Wicked Awesome podcast a week from today. Uh, R.J. Keller, she's known as a, another name. Uh, I went to school with uh, R.J. Keller. She was a year ahead of Rounding Third and I. And uh, well, one thing I remembered, she suggested a book via the face thing last night because uh, she was listening to one of my prior podcasts when I was talking about uh, autism spectrum disorder. So I will read that at some point, but then I remembered as uh, what I did is I threw out on my new face thing 
uh, Wicked Awesome page, which I'll share in the notes. Uh, I shared yesterday, if anyone wants to be interviewed on my uh, podcast, please uh, message me. And she did. Or actually, she did it on Twitter because she follows the show on Twitter, too. I think she did it on Twitter. And anyway, so I messaged her and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. And then I remembered that RJ Keller wrote a book about a, a decade ago. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, RJ Keller, uh, Waiting for Spring. You can find it on uh, Amazon. I have it on my Kindle Unlimited right now. So I'm reading it uh, from my Kindle Unlimited subscription. And uh, I just started reading it last night. I'm a little way, just at, still at the beginning. Um, and I certainly am not going to give away anything. And I don't know what's going to happen. But I think the main character is going to sleep with her neighbor that lives downstairs. I just have this feeling. I have this feeling that those two are going to hook up. So I'm going to read that tonight and see if that prediction comes true. That, you know, and I hope it's like really hot, graphic, steamy sex, too. You know, you know, you just you need to read that. You just you just need to read that every once in a while. So I'm predicting that those two are going to are going to go to bed together, get in bed together and just have hot, steamy sex. Uh, so, uh, all right. Good, good. Oh, and RJ says no pic because does it have pictures? Uh, rounding third says, and RJ says, no pics, but lots of sex. Woohoo! All right. Good. Sounds like my life, <laughs> rounding third says. All right. That's okay. Jeez. Okay. I got to cut this podcast short. Good night, everybody. I got to read. <laughs> I'm all excited to read that. Waiting for spring. I hear some hot sex in it. A... <laughs> Good. So anyway, I'll read that uh, before next week's show. Then that'll be one of the many things that we talk about. And people can get it. If I interview you on this show, you can get as personal as you want. Uh, we all have a book to speed read. <laughs> Father Brian. Father Brian rules. Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, another guy. So basically three people responded. So I think what I'll do is just... Uh, Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll do it three weeks in a row. I'll just, I'll, it, RJ will be next week. Following week, uh, there's a gentleman who owns a restaurant with his partner, uh, former partner, actually. Basically, it's a family-run business uh, in Brooks, Maine. Uh, we'll talk to him, but he's also, he was also a costume designer for celebrities on Broadway. And... Uh, yeah, so he has rubbed elbows with some people that we know. So he'll have some stories to tell. Plus, he can be kind of cynically funny sometimes, which I have a hard time being. So that'll be good. Then some other dude on Twitter who I've never met before who started following me last week. I think he's called or his Twitter name is Knocked Unconscious Podcast or Knocked unconscious beer podcast i don't know he said that he was willing to i'm a little skeptical on that one because i don't know if people are trolls i don't know if people who i've never met before i question their intentions i think what i may do is just assume his intentions are pure we'll figure out right away if the guy is a d nozzle and boot them out immediately and uh, i'll just keep the show going from there but maybe he'll be like the coolest guy ever 
take over my podcast because he's that cool and be like, okay, this wicked awesome Matt guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I now have the 730 slot. I have his name. Yeah, I have his apartment. I have his job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can't take my wife. So at least, yeah, at least I have that on him. I win. <laughs> Uh, just the elbows. Yeah, he just rubs elbows with them. Uh, Where's Bernick, uh, you Bernicass? Yeah. At best, you get a great interview. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And I've actually, I can say, I haven't experienced trolls in this room yet. That I'm aware of. That I'm aware of. Uh, good. He, he can now mow the effing lawn. That's right, rounding third. This knocked unconscious beer, whatever guy on Twitter can now mow the lawn and completely take over uh, my life. Jeez, that'd be kind of a good, uh, that'd be kind of a good storyline for a movie, right? Some lame middle-aged guy, Waldo County, Maine, divorced, lives in a tiny apartment, just above an efficient, just, just you know, kind of a step above an efficiency apartment. Um uh, yeah, divorce plays in a cover band, uh, rock and roll cover band. Uh, yeah, does a podcast, invites this guy on, and that guy steals his identity, takes his life, makes his life worse than it than it is at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good storyline. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. See, Let's see, we come up with creative things here on the on the Wicked Awesome podcast. Yeah. If you don't believe me, just ask me. Jeez, I got to go back to the topics. I'm getting off topic here. Observations around Waldo County. So I told you about uh, the beautiful day it was, the imaginary woman with the dress and flowing hair in the field. Uh, I told you about the blonde hair moth. Told you about the Eros earplugs. And uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so that's my musings around Waldo County, though the earplug thing uh, really isn't amusing about Waldo County. The lawnmower story and the beautiful day and the brown tail moth are certainly musings around Waldo County. Yes, yes. Uh, some of you know, uh, Father Brian wouldn't, but the local paper in Waldo County is called the Republican Journal. It's not affiliated with the party. It's just been around for years, and it happens to be called the Republican Journal. But Waldo County is made up of, oh, I don't know, 15 or 16 towns. And um, every town has their weekly report of what is going on. And they're so funny to read. They're, I mean, they have been for years. A lot of times it's like, uh, a lot of times it's like someone that's elderly, typically female. And you can almost hear the accent as you read it, you know. It's like, uh, today, Cindy came by and we had tea. Her husband just got out of jail for heroin possession, but things are getting better now. They've had a rough spot, but they're doing better. This week at the Jackson Grange Center, there'll be a supper, 7 o'clock on Saturday, to support the local church. My dandelions are up today i'm getting the peas planted in the ground gotta go to the doctor tomorrow my big toe still hurts <laughs> and that's kind of the town report for jackson for that week 
they're they're quite funny actually very personal too as you can see uh our country is a democratic republic it's a good name for a paper yeah the democratic republic yeah i should i should uh uh suggest that to the republican journal uh they've been around for quite a while uh, quite like uh like maybe 150 years or more. Yeah. Uh, I used to subscribe. I need to re-up. Yeah. Well, now it's the, you can get it on the village soup online. They call it the village soup now. So if you pay 30 bucks a year, you can read all those things. I mean, it's worth it. Even if you're not from here, it's almost worth it to read just for <laughs> those kind of uh, uh, weekly reports that the towns give out. Uh, they're, they're quite funny. Yeah, actually, oh, here's a funny, well, it's not, a, it's a, this town of Belfast is so weird uh, when it comes to drama. Belfast always has drama going on uh, in the community, and it typically involves the same people. So right now, eight people are being sued by a mother and daughter who live in this like uh, Greek revival. I think they're calling it a mansion, but it, it, maybe it is a mansion. To me, it just looks like a just a big house. But anyway, uh, they're claiming that eight people on social media had a discussion on the. It was it was the town of Belfast. Is you know if you're from Belfast, I mentioned this page before. It's the you know if you're from Belfast face thing page. She's claiming that uh, these eight people had a discussion and were accusing her, uh, her and her daughter of running a brothel out of this Greek revival mansion. So these eight people that don't have the resources really for a good lawyer have a good, uh, someone set up a GoFundMe page for them and everything else. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, that didn't happen. They didn't do that. How, how is this even possible? And why the hell does Belf? Why the hell do these things come out of Belfast like all the time? I mean, almost like on a weekly basis. I mean, it's weird. I mean, doesn't that sound weird to you? I mean, yeah. I mean, apparently there's no truth to it whatsoever. Uh, it's going to be an interesting case because you go into the face thing page and you can't find this discussion anywhere. And supposedly, I guess even if the mother and daughter and the lawyer are saying that, well, it did happen, and even if uh, the conversation was deleted, uh, we can still sue you. And I'm thinking to myself, well, but where's the proof that it happened? Uh, it's just, wow. Yeah, I mean, how does something like that happen? Uh uh, some asshole driving to the bay again. <clears throat> that happened. That happened twice. Uh, 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 two people drove into the bay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rounding third. I'm not going to read that because they could sue me. I'm not going to read that. I can't. I can't because I'll get out there and it, and it will be. It won't be the Belfast Eight. It'll be the Belfast Nine. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm not really from Belfast. My residence in Waldo. So you got to call it the. You know, the Belfast 8 and the Waldo 1 or something. You know, that's what you're going to have to call it. Yeah. So I don't think it can go anywhere. I mean, it's, it's an interesting case. Uh, but then it brings me up to 
calls burden of proof my friend yeah exactly and i tend to I, that, that's what i think I, I mean i can't imagine it's going to go anywhere something tells me too that there's this uh, how far this has gone into the legal process um you know how rumors get out there i mean i don't know i mean supposedly there's been a filing at the court but i can't imagine it getting further than that but it's been in the news uh yep they did sue for hot coffee uh they did well that woman got burned bad if you look into the mcdonald's coffee thing um she had it in her lap and uh she went through the drive-through and then as she drove out of there the coffee did spill like on her inner thigh in her vajayjay area and it was a really bad really really bad burn and when you look into it further, I mean, it needed hospitalization. She didn't really want to take it that far. But since, you know, the insurance companies get involved, they found out that it's from McDonald's co uh, coffee. Then that's when litigation gets involved because insurance doesn't want to pay for the medical expenses that went along with it. So they're the ones that really got involved and sued McDonald's. So that's, you know, th that's uh, just how things work in this country. And it's unfortunate um jesus don't justify it i'm not justifying it rounding third i'm just saying that's what happened that's what happened look into it and that's what happened um i gotta look up something uh it, i'm reminded of another free speech issue that is coming to the supreme court soon i posted it on my uh Twitter feed today uh, maybe i can look at my profile and bring it up this one's interesting it involves a uh, kid cheerleader oh, here it is right here a 14 year old was suspended from her high school's cheering squad after she posted an expletive filled video on snapchat now the Supreme Court will decide whether public schools can discipline off-campus speech. And so this is in the New York Times. So what it was basically, little Sally, 14-year-old, wanted to try out freshman in high school, uh, thought she was good enough to make the varsity cheering team. She tries out, doesn't make the team, gets all pissy pants, makes a Snapchat video saying, and says a bunch of naughty potty mouth words and probably doesn't say some very nice things about the coach, all that other stuff, right? So the school gets hold of this video that she did while she was in her own private time, off campus, blah, blah, blah. She gets kicked off the cheering squad uh, and maybe suspended from school as well. So now the Supreme Court has to decide on this. Since she did this out of school hours, off campus, can she be disciplined? Now, this is what I have to say to that. I mean, it makes me think of another case, and I thought it, I thought the same thing at a time. And maybe you're familiar with the case, maybe you're not. Uh, years ago, there was this group of kids, and why they did it, I have no idea. But 
they were off campus, just off their high school campus at this high school in Alaska with this big banner that they made saying, uh, bong hits for Jesus, bong hits for Jesus. So uh, they're advocating for marijuana. They're doing this as like bussers are rolling in for the day. You know, it's all like before school stuff. And I'm thinking, what the hell's the point in doing that? Anyway, they get suspended from school. That makes its way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, and the, maybe they, they may use this as precedent. I don't know. The Supreme Court decides in favor of the kids saying that, yeah, it's happening outside of school hours and technically off campus, so the school can't do jack shit. But I'm thinking to myself, and I'm thinking the same thing in this uh, cheerleading case, it's like, where are the parents in this? If my kid, did, you know, held up a banner that said that before school, like on a daily basis, I'd slap him upside the head and be like, what the hell do you think you're doing? It's just like, you're just doing this for attention. It's just like, I'm not going to back you up on this, you little turd, you know? And uh, take Sally, 14-year-old cheerleader that doesn't make the varsity cheerleading squad as a freshman, which is a common thing, and she does this, I mean... If I were the parent, it's just like, yeah, I wouldn't want you on my cheering team either. And, you know, get your ass to your room. Uh, you're suspended for three days. You damn well better be doing your homework. <laughs> Listen to me. All of a sudden, I sound like Mr. Conservative. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> Not appropriate for children. <laughs> Like your podcast, Rounding Thirds. <laughs> oh, it's good. But seriously, it's just like, it'll be interesting to see how the Supreme Court decides on this. But, I mean, there's cases like this all the time. Um, and I don't know. If I came home from work, had a busy, had a really crappy day at work, and I decide to get on the Wicked Awesome podcast, seven thirty Eastern time on a Tuesday night, and I started and I started to talk smack about, you know, the people I worked with and how useless they are, you know, and my bosses got wind of that. I probably wouldn't have a job. You can't do that. You can't do that, you know, because one of the, uh, you know, seven people that will actually listen to this show will be someone that knows where I work. They'll go to work. Would you, do, do you know what Matt said about this? Can you believe that? Oh, my God. You really want a person like that working here? You know, and I deserve it. Quite frankly, I would deserve it. You know, it's just like, you know, free speech. Well, free speech does have some limitations. And it's not like the, I don't know, the school is representing the government because it's publicly funded, I suppose. But you know what? You know, she's, I don't know. I don't know. I guess there is. Uh, but Linda, listen, Linda. Yeah, around the But listen, Linda. <laughs> yeah, that Linda thing, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Free speech isn't a school thing. Well, I mean, that's kind of where I'm getting at, I guess, to a degree. I mean, I'm all about protecting student rights to a degree i mean there is something about just some common decency as well and just because you don't get your own way in something uh doesn't give you the right to all of a sudden go off on people on an expletive rant that's 
my take. Now, if you tried out for the cheering squad and the coach didn't uh, grant you the opportunity to be on varsity because uh, you weren't friends, best friends with uh, her daughter or something, then maybe you have a legitimate gripe. Or if you can find other types of discrimination, absolutely, then you have a gripe. But in this case, it's not discrimination. It's just about, you know, uh, a 14-year-old girl getting pissy pants and not getting her own way. Uh, uh, Father Brian, a student in the town near here committed suicide from bullying. That happened, and that's sad to hear. Um, and that happened uh, here in Belfast, actually, a couple of weeks ago. You don't hear about it on the news, uh, but it happened to a middle school student. And it's sad, incredibly sad when that happens. Now, I don't know for 100% sure that girl was bullied. Uh, I don't, that part I don't know, but there was a suicide. Uh, so in the circumstances, I don't know, but it's really sad when anyone commits suicide, especially a young person. Yeah. A student in town near here committed suicide from bullying. We did the same shit. We just had to just had to social media. So no one knew. Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't have social media. So uh, we had bullying uh, back when we were in school. Certainly uh, there's more pathways to bully now uh, than there have than there have ever been. And that's and that's part of the issue. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of times kids aren't very savvy with their social media. It's just even if they delete it, friends screenshot uh, what has been sent. It gets shared that way. Uh, nude. I mean, geez, I mean, that there were every school has a nude photo scandal where pictures get sent around to uh, young girls from high school guy. I mean, it gets into like some really borderline creepy stuff. And it's it, it's uh, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And RJ Keller, youngins need to learn the harsh reality that posting pissy rants online isn't the same thing is batching to a couple of friends public statements on social media including videos have different consequences and i agree with that i agree with that completely yeah uh yeah and we bitched about shit all the time like that too. yeah and we did we did complain about stuff all the time running third when we were kids we were just uh a little more secretive about it um yeah we did and father brian generation x we self-policed a lot yeah we did we did. We did. And sometimes the consequences for that were pretty severe. I mean, I think our generation experienced uh, a lot of abuse that sometimes many times isn't talked about and uh, which. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I've gone, I've, I've gone on about that before. Generation X being the forgotten generation. We're the generation that needs therapy the most. No question. No question. Uh, I see uh, Usawa entered the live studio. Welcome. Hey, Fireman. Fireman's back in the studio. Welcome, Fireman. They call me the Fireman. Oh, that's my name. That's a country song. Why did I just sing that? Uh, who sings that song anyway? Uh, I almost want to say like Randy Travers or something, and why I know that scares me. Rounding third, we got away with so much shit that we wouldn't, that would have destroyed us today. Yeah, we probably did. We probably did. Yep. 
Yeah, I uh, though I was pretty innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. I was good. I didn't swear until I was 28. I didn't have my first drink till I was 32. And I was a virgin until the age of 46. And I have two kids that are, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> me either. I knew a guy that was a bad, yeah, rounding third. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Movie review time. I should have a song thing for my movie review time. Hold on a second. I'll cue up my cheesy uh, gaming music here. That's good stuff. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play this music again. Oh, no, they're going to do an ad. No, no, hold on. Come on, man. Don't be playing an ad. Here we go. Now I'm going to skip it. Movie review time. Movie review time. Ooh. Movie routine. Movie routine. Movie routine. There we go. How's my volume? All right. Okay, there we go. Uh, so I watched a zombie movie the other day. I, on Sunday night, I watched a zombie movie. I got on the Netflix and uh, Army of the Dead. If you, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's rare that there's a bad zombie movie. Uh, even the bad zombie movies are good, and this one isn't a bad one. It's um, it's a very good one, I would say. It's not perfect, but it's good. David Batista, who plays that guy in Guardians of the Galaxy, that muscle guy that looks like the Hulk, kind of like he looks like a cross between the Hulk and the Thing. Father Brian, what's that guy's name? Uh, what's that character's name in Guardians of the Galaxy that uh, that looks like the Hulk and the Thing combined? Uh, played by David Batista. Uh, anyway, David Batista uh, is the main character in this movie, big muscle-bound guy. Drax, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. David Batista is the one that plays Drax in, uh, thank you, Father Brian, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So anyway, uh, Zack Snyder directs it. And oh, Zack Snyder, I'm kind of mixed on. He, the If you haven't seen the Zack Snyder Justice League on HBO Max, watch it because uh, it's awesome. And yeah, Father Brian's awesome with knowledge rounding third, no question there. Uh, yeah, so just the opening sequence of this movie alone uh, is makes the whole movie worth watching. And uh, this, I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts, but this movie has all types of zombies. It has like the slow zombies that look like they know nothing. Uh, but then it had, then they have like these really, really smart alpha zombies uh, that are kind of harder to kill and, you know, are fast. I mean, it's like the movie itself resembles a video game. It's like you're playing Call of Duty zombie mode. It kind of has that feel to it. And uh, the storyline isn't perfect, but again, it's just a lot of action and it's just like... Uh, you know, the, yeah, if you like zombie movies or if you like just action movies in general, this one's uh, this one's worth watching. And visually, it's really uh, nice as well. That's one thing Zack Snyder does get right in all of his movies is he does have a good eye for what looks good. The only problem I have is this. Well, not the only problem, but there's a main problem I have. And again, I won't give out spoilers. Okay, so all through the movie, you know what happens when you get bit by a zombie, right? Okay, like a, 
an important character gets bit by a zombie and all of a sudden they're laying on the ground and a loved one's talking to them and, you know, going, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Oh, just remember, I tried the best I can. I, I love you. I love you. No, no, no. You're going to be okay. We can cut that arm off. It's just, let me go get a chainsaw and we'll cut that arm off. You'll be okay. You're, you're not infected. You're not infected. Uh, it's too late now. Uh, it's in my blood system. Uh, and then all of a sudden they go, and there's like 10 seconds of silence. Then their eyes open again. They're going, and they're going for that person that's going, and that person going, gets out their gun and goes, and shoots them right between the eyes, you know? You know, so the, the whole thing doesn't last that long, really. You get bit, and you're dead for 10 seconds then you're a zombie. The whole thing doesn't take more than 60 seconds. Okay? So this is what Zack Snyder does in his a lot of his movies. You think the movie ends, then he does some cheesy 10-minute bit at the end. Uh, so you're saying that's not how it happens in real life. No, I mean, that's exactly how it happens in real life. If you get bit by a zombie... In real life, I mean, depending on how bad you get bit, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a zombie in minutes, you know. And now, in the movies, it's gonna be a minute. In real life, it's gonna be a few minutes, you know, half hour, tops, tops, okay, tops, okay. So anyway, there's this ten minute bit at the end of the movie. There's so there's this character you kind of forget about, right? So he's wandering around. He walks from like Las Vegas into the desert to hey Chris Unplugged, welcome, woohoo! Chris Unplugged in the house, yee 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 yee, ow! Welcome to my little show of the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Talk about the Army of the Dead right now. All right. Awesome. Okay. Party time. Chris Unplugs here to party. Yeah. Well, I don't have music playing, Chris Unplugs. So you just have to listen to the rest of my movie review and chime in when you want because we have fun here at the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, this is a character you forget about, right? Uh, you know, he, he comes out of the ground in Las Vegas because he's like underground. He was hiding underground, like in this vault, right? So Las Vegas at this point, no spoiler alert, so I won't finish what I was going to say there. Anyway, he walks away from Las Vegas like, you know, miles, miles till he finds this abandoned trailer in this uh, like old Trans Am that's underneath a tarp. Luckily, the Trans Am starts and he drives to uh, actually, I think he drives to like Utah or something like Salt Lake City, goes to an airport, has enough money to get on this private plane. So you think about how much time that takes. Think about how much time this takes. He's walking from Las Vegas until he gets to this abandoned trailer in the desert, which tells you it's probably a ways away from the city. Takes the time to get this car that's under a tarp going. You know, he's got to work on getting this car going a little bit. Drives to Salt Lake City, Utah, to an airport. Gets on a private plane because he has enough money to rent this private jet. 
then you know and he has champagne and he's sipping champagne with these uh flight attendants and they're all yucking it up he's like oh i gotta go to the bathroom i don't feel so good so he goes in the bathroom he lifts up his shirt and on the back what does he find but a zombie bite okay so the problem i have here in the movie if you get bit by a zombie you turn into one like pretty soon after like you know like i said like a minute so why did it take this guy so how'd this guy not turn into a zombie and just discover this zombie bite while he's up in the air on this private plane after he walks from the miles in the desert steals a car drives to utah and gets on gets on a private jet i mean a lot of time has had to have gone by if you get bit by a zombie it's like you you can't just hang around as a regular human for days like i said half hour tops you're going to be a zombie you're going to be a zombie yeah hey miss torch is in the house well welcome got an active room got an active room all right it's been active even more active now on the second hour of the wicked awesome podcast but anyway um army of the dead is a good movie watch it if you haven't seen it on the netflix i think it's in theaters too so you can go see that hello fellas miss torch what are you up to tonight uh good to see you here uh you up to any fun yep yep uh Great. I guess I don't need to watch it now. Thanks. Hey, I didn't give any spoilers rounding third. You can still watch the damn movie. Jesus. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta turn this All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whew. Good. I've been swearing a lot tonight. Uh, something's corrupted me. But that's okay. Waiting until Mrs. Torch show at 6 p.m. Yeah. Is that 6 p.m.? Uh, uh west coast oh okay so nine o'clock he comes on all right okay didn't he he did a um i just i was on a show before i started this one uh torture show he was doing some freestyle stuff with a bunch of people in the in the uh uh talking to him like in the in the, the in the speaker room uh yeah yeah i listened to that for a while that was pretty cool yeah all right uh okay so i have another plug too so as you know i have my kindle unlimited thing so and i've been reading a lot of books about women who grew up in abusive situations as kids kind of neglected and all that then grew up and did something with themselves became successful it's like i've read so many of these books these memoirs that i they, they all mesh together i can't remember the titles of most of them I can't remember which stories which. I mean, they're all similar. I can't stop reading them for some reason. Um, so the latest one I'm reading is uh, Who Says You Can't Go Home? That's the title of the book. And it's by this woman called B. Loring. It's capital B period Loring. It's got to be a pen name. I tried to look her up on social media and uh, I can't find her. So she'll have no idea that, I mean, it's one of these books that probably only a few hundred people have read and uh, I think should be thrilled. I was talking about her book. I'm not going to say great things about it. I mean, it's a good book, but I I have issues with it. Uh, Did she go to school with us too? No, she didn't go to school with us like RJ Keller did. Um, She grew up uh, somewhere else. I can't remember what 
if she even says the state, I think, oh yeah, she does Maryland. She grew up in Maryland. She does say the state, but anyway, uh, grows up in a horrible, abusive situation. Her mother dies when she's an infant, uh, raised by her dad and, uh, dad's abusive girlfriend, stepmom, and come to find out dad's not her real dad. Uh, she doesn't know who her real dad is, but he raises her anyway. And he's spiteful of it. Doesn't really love her. Uh, abuses her in every possible way. Horrible situation. Uh, she's able to escape that, uh, move out of the house, and uh, she gets married too young, but has a couple kids. The kids, two boys, and the boys are, you know, as adults are are fine and all that. But the issue I have is 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 this, and, and this is not for me to judge. I don't judge people who, uh, on on the surface may be promiscuous or just make bad decisions in relationships in their lives. Uh, I, I get puzzled by it. And it's just like, this is male and female. It's just male and females with constant relationship troubles. Uh, I, I get puzzled by it. After a while, I just think to myself, why don't you just stay single? You'd avoid all that drama in your life. You don't need validation from another person. Just stay single. But anyway, she gets married too young. Uh, that guy doesn't seem that bad, but they divorce. And then after that, it's just like, so the first half of the book is like her life being abused, then coming out of it, getting married and having a couple kids. Okay, that's like the first half of the book. The second half of the book, which I'm still into, it's like every chapter is a new guy. Okay. She did say in the beginning of the book, she's been married twice. I can't remember. She's been married twice and engaged three times in addition to the two marriages. Uh, or was it three marriages and then engaged twice? I don't know. She has had a lot of boyfriends and husbands. And a lot of times, more often than not, they're good guys. It's like, but she gets bored with them or something. They're not fulfilling. But I'm thinking to myself, Oh, my goodness. I mean, how many times do you have to date somebody before you realize that you're looking for happiness outside of yourself and you got some things to figure out there, girlfriend? But I'm thinking to myself, wow, the only one, the, the only bad guy she had, she dated a guy she only saw on weekends because they both had busy schedules. And he asked her to marry him and she says yes doesn't know the guy very well because they only see each other on weekends and so they get married then as they go in their honeymoon he was like i'm the husband you gotta do what i tell you to do god damn you so she, he said that a few times on the trip and she said well f you so that marriage didn't even last the whole uh, honeymoon that guy was a wicked dank uh but it appears as far as her love life is concerned that was the guy that was the only dank of the bunch uh yeah yeah uh, miss torch says sounds like my life <laughs> now i'm sure you're lovely miss torch and uh, you mentioned a mr torch so all the power to you yeah um uh yeah round and third said sounds like a side chick what sounds like a side chick and are we using misogynistic language here rounding third is that an appropriate term to say i'm t i'm i am kidding you by the way which i can do that with rounding third yep 
Yeah. <laughs> Rounding Third and I have known each other since we're kids. Rounding Third is like the king of so many chat rooms. He's becoming like the new pod being celebrity, celebrity in these uh, chat rooms. And uh, let's give it up for Rounding Third because we need to. We need to give it up for Rounding Third. Here we go. All right. And thank you, Chris Unplugged. Okay. Uh, side chick is appropriate. Side piece is derogatory. Yeah, you wouldn't want to call a your mistress a side piece. Uh, a side piece, that's misogynistic. Now, if you call your mistress a side chick, that's appropriate. That's what I'm being told here. Okay. So appropriate names for a mistress is... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Uh, have I run out of things to talk about? Let's see. I'm going back to my uh, about list here. My regular Tuesday night podcast topics may include observations from around Waldo County. Covered that movie review, book review, which I just did of the woman who can't seem looking for love in all the wrong places. I believe I'm done trying to be a handyman. Yeah, I kind of covered that a little bit earlier. I am. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done watching YouTube videos on how to fix shit. I'm done trying to fix shit. Um, when shit breaks, I'm not going to fix it. I'm going to ask or pay somebody to do it. Um, even if I have to borrow money and I'm a cheap bastard, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, because I'm Father Brian asks, why? Because uh, I suck at it. I'm really bad at fixing stuff. I'm really, 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 really bad at it. Uh, and I've just 50 years old. I've come to the realization, okay, I'm not a handyman. And that's okay. I used to think being a handyman was just a real test of my manhood somehow. To a degree, I still do. It's just like, I can't fix shit. But I'm not entirely useless. That's that's kind of where I, I am. I'm not entirely useless. I can do some things. I can cook reasonably well. I can, you know, I'm responsible with my kids. I make sure their needs are met. They're happy and doing well. I am a good worker. I have people pretty much like me at work, though I do work with one person who doesn't like me. Uh, I did discover that I, I work with someone who doesn't like me and I'm every time that somebody doesn't like me now, I just laugh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, and the reason why is if you don't like me, then obviously my view is uh, you obviously don't know me very well. Um, and it's okay. It doesn't mean I don't like you, but every once in a while I'll come across a person who just outright doesn't like me. And it could be the shirt I wear, uh, could be my hair. Uh, could be my swagger, uh, could be the sound of my voice, could remind me of a uh, ex-husband. Uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, that dank rounding third said exactly. Who are they? Father Brian will pay him a visit. Nah, it's all right. They don't have to like me. It's not like they go around talking smack about me. It's just when my name comes up and I'm not around, I'm sure there's an eye roll or two and. You know what? That's okay. I work with probably 85 people. Uh, and that doesn't include 
uh, you know, parents and uh, people that are kind of indirectly involved with what I do. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if one person, uh, so that's a small percentage when you think about it, you know, so I can get over that. Yeah. And if they don't like me, I can sue them. Yes, sir. I can too. Don't you think I won't? Yeah. Wait till they post a pissy video about you. Yeah, that's right. They're going to go on Snapchat and be like, that man, that son of a bitch, you ready, fucking loser. God damn it. Blah, 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 blah. Like that woman. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. See, so this woman I just kind of talk smack about. Well, I'm not, I'm not really talking smack about her. It's actually not a bad book. I mean, uh, there it, it really isn't. I mean, it's just like all the power to her for writing a book. And God, she overcame a lot. Uh, her job now is uh, so she came out of poverty and child abuse, and now she's a candle salesperson. She started selling candles at those parties, you know, party light, I think it's called. You know, you know, you know how those go, like Tupperware or Pampered Chef and all that. Well, she started doing this with candles, and now she's like regional vice president of like the entire East Coast selling. Uh, candles with a bunch of people underneath her you know it might be a pyramid scheme where only like two percent of the people actually uh, make money and she's part of that two percent but she makes a shit ton of money you know being regional vice president of uh, candle sales for this party light company and she gets trips to like two trips a year to hawaii and uh all the boyfriends that she can date uh, so uh there you go. And she wrote a book. And she wrote a book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Law isn't complicated. It's just its own language so that normal people are easy to screw. Yeah. Yeah. Are we so happy in this country? Are we so happy? I see Father Brian shared a link. I'll have to copy that and paste it and watch it later. Uh, absolutely. So anyway, I don't know if I'm talking smack about that. Uh, about this particular woman who wrote this book, uh, B. Lauren, capital B period, Lauren, O-L-O-R-N-E. Um, I don't know. Maybe I am. Uh, and uh, But she's feel, she can, you know, she can review my book uh, that I wrote and she can say the same thing. Uh, how about that? Okay. And like I said, I'm not dissing her book. I'm just like, uh, you know, lady, you got to stay single. You just got to stay single. Her, She has adult sons that are doing well that love her. And uh, the father of those boys is also good. They have a, a decent relationship. Just stay single. Okay, you can stay single. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to marry some dank that's going to say, I'm your husband. You got to do what I say. You know, you know, just avoid that. You know, no, you don't need that. You don't need that. Yeah. So do the candles smell like Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> uh, a fair review isn't smack talk. Thank you, RJ. Uh, thank you, RJ Keller. Yeah, it is a fair review. And it's just like, I mean, I hesitate because she's not a well-known author. And I do admire people that publish their own books and are trying to get a name for themselves out there. Certainly all the power to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Um, where am I? Oh, my favorite list. Okay, we can do that now. We can do my favorites list. So those of you who are kind of new to my show, I've been doing this uh, Matt's top 100 favorite things list. Uh, 
do a little bit at a time, you know, favorite pair of pants, shorts, favorite whatever. Uh, I used to come up with the topics I was going to discuss beforehand, but now I just wing it. Uh, well, I don't really wing it rounding third, just kind of tells me which ones to do. Um, and uh, so I think I'm up to number 32 or 31 now. Uh, yeah, so I'm getting right up to the number one. So I'm getting into some really good ones now. Uh, Father Brian, fuck gender roles. They're antiquated, outdated, and favor the Matushla patriarchal elite. Um, Metha. Uh, I think I mispronounced that word. I'm going to read that. Antiquated, outdated, and favor the Methalusa. Yep, yeah. Favorite Candle Senate, Father Brian. I can't pronounce some of those words, said Chris Unplugged. <laughs> Lady Rebecca. Hey, Lady Rebecca, welcome. Good to see you as always. Uh, yeah, all right. All right. Well, hello there, Lady Rebecca, says rounding third, that is. Yes. All right. As does Chris Unplugged. Yeah. So Chris Unplugged, I'm looking. We talked about Chris Unplugged and his little duck photo there that he had a while ago. It was just like for one of his episodes, he had like a little cartoony thing of a duck with a lady wearing daisy dukes on all fours uh, with the duck in the background and rounding third told me that the lady with the daisy dukes well he told me this the duck was chris unplugged and the lady in the daisy dukes on all fours with was his wife as is known and she is known as gig wife uh i believe that's how that goes yeah and it's always a duck theme yeah yeah, yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah, so I'm friends with Chris Unplugged and uh, Gig Wife on Twitter. Uh, so that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Good stuff there and uh, yeah, good senses of humor out there. All right, so rounding third, I need a favorite topic list here. Uh, topic, okay, give me a topic. We come up with, you've come up with some good ones. Getting a little sip of my sip, getting a sip of my fizzy water here. Um, let's see. Uh, favorite, find me on Twitter also. Yes, uh, I am, and I'm friends with you, Miss Torch, on Twitter at K at Bella Johnson, Q O H N S O N. And I apologize for if I mispronounce that, as I am sure I did. And, uh, I mispronounce things all the time. I see someone just came in. Sega Debaga entered the live studio. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Johnson, but with a Q. Quanson. Oh, yeah, Quanson. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sega Debaga. Hello. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. All right. Seeing some people in the room that some of you I've seen before and some new people, too. Always a good thing. Uh, my favorites. I've already done my favorite ice cream flavor. I've done my favorite soda. Uh, done my favorite. Uh, have I done my. Oh, have I done my favorite cigarettes? I, used, I smoked, uh, tw but I quit 20 years ago. I think I have done my favorite cigarettes. And I would not want to promote tobacco products on the Wicked Awesome Podcast, would I? 
even though I, I mean, I did quit 20 years ago. The smell absolutely repulses me now. Uh, Favorite era. Uh, Okay. Favorite era. Okay. So I'm 50. I remember a good part of the seventies grew up in the eighties came to came of age in the nineties uh, got married in 2001 and uh, see, it's kind of weird. It's like, you think of, you think of decades, you think of the seventies, the seventies have their own definition. I mean, we think of the seventies era era and we think of disco, we think of like, uh, you know, uh, what else do we think of? What else do we think of? In the, uh, I guess we think of Vietnam. We think of Nixon. We think of Watergate. Uh, we think of the movies that came out in the 70s. We think about that god-awful, like, leisure wear that was in the 70s, the hairstyles. And um, then you get into the 80s, you think about Reagan, you think about, you know, just a bunch of shitty pop music with uh, some alternative underground stuff that was coming out, that w- which was very, very, very good. Uh, styles that were, you know, embarrassing to look at back now. What I used to think was cool... I no longer do. I remember actually wanting wanting to have a mullet in the 80s, but I could never uh, pull it off. And thank God, I do not have a photo of myself with a mullet. Uh, so the 90s were a cool decade. Uh, that's when I was in college and I took my time going through college. Believe me, I took my time. It, I had various jobs, uh, did some of my best partying in the 90s you know just still in a i mean i was i was in my 20s that was that was those are some roller coaster years right there but you know culturally a lot of good music uh, movies books uh, tv shows even uh, came out in the 90s i mean there were some bad too you have some bad in every decade but then you hit the year 2000 i can't think of what defines the decade between 2000 and 2010 I can't think of anything iconic anyway. In the same thing between 2010 and 2020, I can't, it's just like, what defines those two decades? I I don't know. I mean, culturally, I mean, I think personally, you know, that's when I, I got married. I had kids between 2000 and 2010 and 2010 to 2020, a whole bunch of shit happened. Woo, ending, you know, in the pinnacle ending that decade ending or beginning however you want i don't know i mean with the whole COVID thing it's like holy shit does it begin in 2020 or is that where it ended i i don't know i'm still trying to figure that one out but it's like wow um so it's hard to define culturally it's hard to define those decades but probably so looking back on it personally and i'd say culturally the 1990s were uh, the best era for me for me i would say I would say that, yeah, yeah, uh, because just uh, kind of a time when I was trying to defining myself uh, and just I have a lot of good memories from that decade. Favorite time in history? I don't uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Favorite time in history? My bachelor's degree is in history, actually. Um, Favorite time in history? If I could live in the past, what? Actually, that could be a question to you guys, too. If you could live in the past, uh, what era would you want to live in? So we're talking about an era before you were born now. Okay. Uh, 
the suffrage movement. Okay, like the women's suffrage movement. That's a good one, Father Brian. Yeah, if you could go back. Yeah, okay. Uh, medieval times, castles in medieval times. You'd be a blacksmith. Yeah, I'd be a dank. And I, no matter where, what era I lived in, whatever historical era I lived in, I'd just be, I'd be a dank. Yeah, yeah. I'd be doing some form of what I'm doing as I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'd just, I'd be sitting up on like some stone kind of overlooking like the village. Everyone's walking like in mud because they haven't figured out drainage yet. Probably full of sewer or something, you know. I just envision this, a bunch of stone, people walking in mud, me sitting up on a stone, drinking just regular water because they wouldn't have fizzy water back then. And I'd just be kind of ranting about my musings of the day. So basically, I'd just be a dank, you know. Yeah. Chris would be down there, you know, pounding out horseshoes for his uh, uh, for the horses because he's a he's a blacksmith. So that's what Chris would be doing. Uh, rounding third would be renting carriages for people to carry supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Father Brian, Lady Rebecca, they'd be, they'd just be kind of cool people. Uh, yeah, uh, R.J. Keller, uh, she'd be writing. She'd be a writer. Uh, she'd be a writer. She'd be writing about all the observations. She'd, she'd be writing about all you guys in the dank, sitting up on the stone, drinking water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a woman, I wouldn't, and R.J. Keller, I wouldn't want, uh, as a woman, I wouldn't want to live pre-20th century. Uh, not as many happy options, y'all white dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, blacksmithing is an honorable profession. Yes, it is, Father Brian. Yep. Father Brian would be a wizard. You're absolutely right. That's a good one. Of course he'd be a wizard. Yeah. Yeah, good one, rounding third. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Um, so era I would live in. Oh, I always think, actually, I'm not going to go too far back. I think it would be great to live in like the 19 like the late 1950s early 1960s i uh have always been fascinated with uh the civil rights movement and all those supreme court cases basically the, the end of the end of segregation uh i'd want to live through that time i mean i'd want to be in the south i think during that time as it was ending and i'm also intrigued by the Ke kennedy presidency uh just uh, actually, if I could go back in time, maybe I could do something to prevent the Kennedy assassination. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, but I, I, you know, you hear stories from, um, or I heard stories from people my parents' age who remember when Kennedy was shot, and it's just always kind of intrigued me. I mean, and uh, stylish-wise, there was just a lot of good style. Uh, I like the way people dress. I like the way people looked. I like the cars that were driven back then. You know what I mean? And it's still a time where people had electricity, uh, automobiles, airplanes, uh, running water, a flush toilet. I couldn't live in a time uh, that didn't have flush toilets. Sorry, I just, I, I can't. I wouldn't be able to. You know, I, I, I'm very particular about that kind of thing. I am. I am. It's like, so if I went back in time to like uh, a time where they didn't have flush toilets, I'd be constipated the entire time. 
It, it wouldn't be healthy. It wouldn't be healthy. I'd be full of shit, literally and figuratively. Yep. 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 Just piss in a jug. I wouldn't have a problem pissing in a jug. I'd have a problem with uh, uh, go, going doo-doo. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, yeah, rounding third. Anytime other than prohibition. There you go. <laughs> uh, the original gig economy. That's right. Back during prohibition. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be an exciting underground scene. Um, well, it was an exciting underground scene. You know, the speakeasies and uh, what have you during the time of prohibition. Absolutely. Okay. So, good. So, there's two things right there. My favorite historical area, like if I could go back in time. And uh, just before that, I mentioned my favorite era that I have grown up in. Absolutely. Absolutely duply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, those of you who have, uh, pod- those of you who do podcasts, uh, do you have any Canadian listeners that you know of? I'm struggling getting listeners from uh, Canada. Now, I don't know what I, I don't know if some of the live listeners that come in uh, are from Canada. There's really no way for me to track that. But people who listen to my podcast afterwards are not from Canada. I've had one listener like in the last month from Canada. And it's like, what the hell, Canada? F Canada. F you, man. I live in Maine. I mean, I've and I've always said that if Maine were part of Canada, I, I'd kind of be okay with that. Might as well be. I mean, nobody lives in Maine, really. Very few of us. Just rounding third and nine, a few moose. That's it. Chris Stout comes up in Florida every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm curious. What's up, Canada? What's up, Canada? How come you're not listening to the Wicked Awesome podcast? But that's all right. That's okay. I'm a retired plug. Oh, then that's why you're unplugged. That's really good. That's good. Good. And Father Brian, we have some international dialogues. Talk more hockey. Yeah, I'll talk more hockey. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'll start calling people hosers. I'll start just reviewing episodes of Letterkenny. Um, that's what I'll do. And which is a good show, by the way. I love Letterkenny. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about Canada. So. I mean, I, I've mentioned Canada in good tones here before. I mean, Stout's come on and like reamed on Great Britain. Great Britain. I get a lot of good downloads from Great Britain. They must find humor in that or something. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. International Space Station. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah uh that must suck living in the international space station yeah that's that's one topic that we had way way back like months ago more than a year ago now about having sex in space we had like we discussed this like on two episodes in a row it's just like in fact i think that may have been one of the ones that father brian called in like and i could be wrong about that but I the research I have done, I I believe I can safely make the claim that there hasn't been a couple that has had sex in space. Yes, there has been. Uh, there's probably been masturbation in space, uh, and even that probably very slim. But 
it's impossible to have sex in space. It is. It is. And uh, I haven't been proven wrong on that one yet. But the research I've done is gravity is such that, one, for men, it's difficult for the blood to flow, even an arousal, to go in that direction. Then you think about the actual movement that, you know, the synchronous movement that has to happen uh, for that to occur. And it just is impossible. It can't happen. And then uh, for women to get uh, wet in that particular area, uh, gravity comes into play, too. So it's uh, it's impossible. It's physically impossible for it to happen. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Erection would be tough. Uh, but no, I don't think it has. I don't think it has. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I believe sex pretty much every in every public place imaginable has happened. Um, in fact, it's just, yeah, I mean, it, it has. I mean, you, you name the place and it's probably happened. You know, I bet it's happened at several crowded football games, baseball games. Uh, you certainly know it's happened at concerts. Uh you know, elevators, of course, dressing rooms, uh, you know, weird places. Yeah. Uh, sex to a degree does require gravity. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. She, Miss Torch. Yes, yeah, she can't. You can't. Yeah. A woman. And no, they, you can't. You can't. get. I don't believe a woman can get wet in space. I don't believe it's uh, physically, I don't believe it's possible. And I don't believe a man can get an erection in space. I, I, I Just gravity does come into play. Yeah. And we do need, uh, yeah, we need to go to Elon Musk and actually do a poll, send it to Elon Musk. Then this can come become a big publicity thing. It can become part of a reality dating game. That, oh my goodness, this is the best. Thank you, Chris Unplugged. All right, this is great. This is great. Okay, we have there's a reality show. We're going to plug this to Elon Musk. It's going to be a reality dating show of these couples that meet each other. They're training to become astronauts, you know, just basic astronaut training here. They're not going to be doing, the only experiment they're going to be doing in space is sexual activity. But they get to know each other. They get to practice in the gravity thingamajig there uh, and uh, anti-gravity thing. And then so the pairing up part and the elimination of uh, contestants has to happen relatively quickly. That's going to happen like in the first two or three episodes. And then the rest of the series is going to be these this couple in space and whether or not they can actually have sex perfect perfect okay and elon musk will fund this i mean i bet a lot of people will watch i'm curious i'd watch i would watch that i would watch that absolutely yeah mm -hmm. all right uh at chris unplugged hashtag chris unplugged uh made me do it in space <laughs> i love that yes that's awesome that's awesome okay chris unplugged is on this okay and if you need assistance with this i i am willing to assist in any way 
any way possible. Any way possible. Okay, I'll do one more favorite thing, but that's always a good discussion. Sexual intercourse in space would probably function in a gyroscopic room. Father Brian's using big words again, people. Okay. He, he, he's, uh, he's a very, very smart man. Yeah. And I'm just going to take his word for it. Yeah. Would possibly function in a gyroscopic room. Okay. So would you watch space porn if it's possible? Well, I think part of this dating show, I mean, we wouldn't know if they were actually having sex in space unless it had some pornographic content. That That's my view uh, of, of it. So when they sign up for this, they have to realize that uh, we're going to see them naked and potentially, you know, have sex. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it creates stiffies and moistness. Oh, it's a gravity generation tool. It creates stiffies and moistness. Okay, this this thing, geoscoptic thing you're talking about. And live webcams for golden beans. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. Yeah, I think we're on to something here, guys. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they have these, what, VH1 for years had that nude dating thing, you know. That'd be weird. I would not be able to do that. Show up naked and have a date. You know, that's just weird. That's just weird. I mean, it's just like, and and then you can't have sex. I mean, the whole thing is these people don't have sex. They just show up here. I'm naked here. I'm naked. Let's go for a bicycle ride. Yeah, just what I want to do. Put my bare ass and genitals on a bicycle seat and go mountain bike riding with someone who I just met. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go do that. Let's go do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> gravity generation tool is that your stage name in space i'm liking that rounding third i'm liking that yeah 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 i'm yeah absolutely absolutely Whew. so one more favorite thing uh one more favorite thing let's see uh generation let's see I apologize for my thought process right here. Uh, every once in a while, I run into this as I'm thinking. This is where you need some sort of background music. Actually, they do have background music on this thing, don't they? Like, uh, no background music yet. Add music. Yeah, I can add, like, happy Sunday music. Uh, let's see. What's what does that sound like? What the heck? Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Uh, favorite sexual position in space, if possible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, geez, I don't know. But that that's just getting into your favorite sexual position. If you have a favorite sexual position on Earth, I'd assume you'd want to duplicate that in space, right? Unless there's some sort of uh, space move that be a whole new meaning to space jam <laughs> um oh god yeah unless there's some unique kind of thing you can do with the uh anti-gravity that would make it uh somewhat interesting i suppose uh you know you wouldn't believe what is floating through my head right now <laughs> I can't even describe what is floating through my head right now. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin 
how to describe what is floating through my head right now. Uh, anti-gravity in Uranus. Oh, God. Oh, rounding third deal. Oh, you're a hoot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, then it gets into, it's just like, I mean, would you publicly just say you're on your podcast what your favorite sexual position is? I mean, uh, first of all, I would have to, that would have to come from a, uh, my deep memory. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was waiting for a Uranus joke somewhere. Absolutely, Chris unplugged. Yeah, yeah. You knew that was going to come when you're talking about sex and space. It's just, you knew that was going to. Yeah. Uh, Chris unplugged. I'm being serious about my idea. I think it's a great idea, too. And Elon Musk would be the one to fund it. Uh, absolutely. Um, though I'm a little disappointed in Elon Musk at the moment. Um, my internet at work in rural Maine, some spots in rural Maine, internet is terrible. At work where I need internet, it's god awful. So we decided to get away from the landline, whatever the hell we have, DSL, blah, blah, blah. We don't have access to fiber optic cable. It costs like six bazillion dollars to get it where uh, my work is. So we decided to go with Starlink, uh, the satellite internet, which is a Elon Musk uh, thing. And it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, and I guess he says that if he shoots more satellites up into space, all of a sudden the satellite internet's just going to all of a sudden be better. Uh, that's what I hear. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be so many freaking satellites up there right now. I mean, I'm surprised more of them just don't come crashing down like onto our houses and just like, you know, kill us. I mean, how does that not happen? I mean, there's going to be like a, a thousand or more of those damn things up there, right? Hey, Sean, the dude. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the studio. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, NASA is fake. NASA's fake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and as is the moon landing and as is uh, my left butt cheek. Mm, you don't know if that's true or not, do you? Yeah. <laughs> The upper stratosphere is a junkyard. Yeah, it is, Father Brian. I mean, someone should research that. I mean, how many satellites are up there? It's just like, you know, it's like, I mean, is that what we're going to come to? Or is like all of our electricity going to come from satellites in space? Are we going to get, are we getting to that point? And the Space Force is real. I applied. Yeah, Donald Trump set up the Space Force. So is that still a thing? I guess it still is. You don't hear about the Space Force anymore. It's just like it was created, but um i mean is there a basic training for the space force uh you know do they garrison somewhere i mean is there a space force base uh it's like fight club <laughs> nobody ever talks the first rule about fight club is don't talk about fight club yeah oh no i believe that you seriously applied uh but it's just I, I but you never hear anything about it i mean it, you're the first person i've heard of that has actually applied for the uh, space force and i know it's a real thing it's just i don't hear much about it i, I I'm, I'm i'm curious and um yeah yeah i think back to the reagan you know star wars thing where remember when you saw those animated that animated like laser in space and you'd see missiles shoot up and this laser would shoot at the nuclear missiles that are going up. And 
everyone's thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that happening, yeah, yeah. It's just like, here we are 40 years later, we don't have that technology, but we all believed it was actually possible because we saw it so many damn times and we saw so many freaking, uh, you know, science fiction movies that we thought it was possible. And that animation at the time looked almost real, which now you look back on it and it's cheesy as hell. <laughs> uh tv is a bear yes it is dude deshaun uh good all right looking for one more favorite thing then i'll wrap this up uh i need something else from my favorite thing list okay and it won't be favorite sport okay yeah i'll do that why the hell not uh favorite sport to play or favorite sport to watch i could do both i suppose that'd be a too far um uh, both okay yeah, i'll do both okay my favorite sport to watch is football and specifically professional football i don't get into college football part of the reason is because where i live i don't live in a place where college football is incredibly popular we have one major university and we're part of the division one double a i guess that's called the fcc now uh i think that's what it's called uh, and actually, they're not. They finished fourth in the nation a couple of years ago. But pro football, pro football, yeah, American football, not Australian football. Have you ever seen Australian football? That shit's weird. I didn't know it was even a thing until recently. Again, I read a book on uh, this uh, memoir of a kid that grew up in Australia. It's actually funny as hell. But he was kind of a wimpy kid. Uh, later, uh, came out as a uh, gay with a bunch of brothers who were big masculine and into australian football and i'm like and it's incredibly popular there and i'm like what the hell is freaking australian football so you know you can get uh, clips of it on youtube that shit's weird it's like a cross between rugby and i don't know what else it's just weird man and rough those guys beat the they smack the shit out of each other so yeah so professional american football and uh, specifically uh, one team in particular which i know you guys are all going to appreciate the new england patriots we love new england patriots right rounding third um yeah so that's my favorite sport to watch um it used to be baseball as a kid, uh, baseball and the Red Sox in particular, but uh, I have a hard time watching baseball now. Uh, maybe my life has changed. Maybe I don't find it as interesting, but uh, so it's football. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do what I and my favorite sport to play is golf uh, just because it's the one sport I, I've played it in my entire life off and on. And um, I have a rinky-dink little golf course that I grew up playing at that I still play at. And so it brings back a lot of good memories. Uh, and all rounding third, you root for the Patriots. You know you do. You know you do. And it's really the only sport I can play now at 50 years old, though I played a pickup game of basketball a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I actually did okay. It was half court. I could not, I mean, I'm in reasonably good shape. I could not play a game of football court basketball now. I could not do it. I'd make it probably four times up and down the court, and that would be it. But half court, I can play 
pretty much all day. I can pace myself playing half court. Yeah. 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 Wait, what's wrong with baseball, you dank? Um, I I like baseball. I like baseball. I just don't like it as much as I used to. Used to. I used to love playing baseball. Um, but in but after I grew up a little bit and realized I wasn't very good at it, I was like, okay, I guess I'm not playing anymore. And that's one thing. I think I went through an age where I thought I was actually a good athlete. Uh, I think like uh, at age 11 or 12, I'm like, you know what, man, I'm the shit. I can play basketball. I can play baseball is basically those two sports. I'm freaking awesome. I'm great. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Running third plays baseball, the old school with no gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm from Maine. I'm from Maine, uh, Belfast, Maine. I live in, uh, and I grew up in this area. I did move away for a while, then I moved back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so anyway, when I'm 11, 12 years old, I think I'm a really great athlete. So then I didn't make the basketball uh, peewee. We call it bum league. Yes, our basketball league when we were kids was called bum league. Uh, rounding third played too but i didn't make the all-star team and i was devastated and i'm like what the hell man i was so, so good travesty blah 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 if they had snapchat i would have gone on and made a video and pissed and moaned about how i was robbed of my chance to play all-star bumley but then i talked to my friends and i could tell my friends are like yeah matt you know you're not very good blah, 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 blah. then when i got into like middle school junior high i realized oh yeah i really can't play basketball I suck. It's kind of the same thing with baseball, but I could actually hold my own with baseball till I got into high school a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, uh, never was much of a runner. That was part of the problem. Um, and you know, and just with basketball, you really need speed. Every time I put the ball on the floor to dribble, it gets stolen from me, and it pissed me off. Uh, I had some size so I could box out and get rebounds every once in a while and score some baskets underneath, but now nah, that's about it. Baseball, I had some hand-eye coordination so I could hit it. I just couldn't do anything else, uh, really. Yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah. Any of you ever played baseball when you were a kid and you're like in the outfield and you're afraid that a ball was going to be hit to you and you're going to drop the damn thing? I remember that feeling. And then when you actually did catch one, it was like, oh, Jesus. It's like you could just feel the tension just release from your body. It's just like, oh, okay. So if I drop the next one, I at least caught one. So they'll remember the one I caught, right? Right? Right. It's just like, you know, it's amazing we survived our childhoods when we put that kind of pressure on ourselves. Then you always had some a-hole coach that was yelling at you, come on, mate. You know, and then of course, then your teammates would be going, "Yeah, man, pay attention, blah 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 blah." You know, then I'm shedding tears out in right field, getting eaten by black flies. You know, good times, good times. <laughs> all right, and it really sucked that he was also your teacher. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Because that's how it works uh, for us anyway. Our teachers were also our coaches. Yep. And they could be danks. Absolutely. 
I'm going to leave on that note. Hey, everyone, thank you so much. It's been a great two hours. Father Brian, it's good to see that you participated the whole time and glad that you're doing well enough to at least do this. Uh, We're worried about you. Uh, Heal soon. Be well and take care of yourself. And Chris Unplugged, thanks for joining. I've seen you around other chat rooms. Uh, Thank you for joining. Uh, Miss Torch, others that joined in. RJ Keller will be interviewed next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll talk about our book and other things. Until next time, thank you. Follow me on Twitter, Wicked Awesome at Matt3571. Follow me on Facebook, same thing, the Wicked Awesome Podcast at Matt3571. Thank you, thank you. Take care, guys.